Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm Marcos Lopez, your host today. It is so hard to believe that we're coming to the end of the year already. I can see holiday lights all around. But we're not there just yet. We still have a couple of episodes in this season, and today we're trying something new. We are releasing an episode in English and in Spanish. Yes, you heard that right. We are becoming a bilingual podcast. I'm really excited about it. In today's episode, Millie Castillo interviews Nilde Itin, Administrative Assistant of, at the General Conference. Nilde shares some ideas on how to support our children in college while remaining in the mission field. Let's go to the episode. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Providing resources and trainings for those serving outside their home division, Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Our guest today is Nilde Itin. She is currently serving as an administrative assistant in the Presidential Office of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Nilde's husband, Herman, is an associate treasurer of the General Conference and a co-director of the International Personnel Resources and Services. Together, they have served as missionaries for many years, along with their children. Welcome to our program, Nilde. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Nilde, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Well, I think I fall under the category of missionary kid mm -hmm. and even okay. yeah, TCK, third culture kid. I was raised in a different country than my own and moved schools quite a bit. And I think the first time I attended more than two and a half years of school was when I was in college. Wow. So you can understand. Okay. Um, and I have the blessing of a husband that understood that for me it was very easy to move around and to pack and was willing to take the challenge of serving in other places. Okay. We have two children. Um, uh, the oldest is a daughter and the youngest is a son. Mm -hmm. And we moved with them when they were five and eight years old. And we, our first mission field was Chile, just a neighboring country, but um, different culture. Because you're originally from Argentina. We're originally from Argentina, okay. right. Um, and it was um, an, an interesting experience because I had lived there before. Uh -huh. So for me, it was like going back home. Okay. But um, for them, it was different way, different accent, <laughs> and um, very interesting. And uh, we went back to Argentina after three years and a half. Okay. So um, that was our first experience as a family of living uh, outside of our country. Mm -hmm. But then we were called to go to the Philippines, which was the other side of the world for us. And our children were 12 and 14, mm -hmm. which is a different stage in yes. life. Yes. Very different. Were they happy to go to the mission? Yes, yes. we discussed it. Um, and yes, we shared our experiences, my experience living abroad too, um, at that age. You know, it's not the same mm -hmm. as when they're little Yes, to live mm -hmm. and to go with teenagers, yes. <laughs> almost teenagers. <laughs> But yeah, they, 
they went happily. Mm-hmm. And then that was our experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, so after the Philippines, then... They went back to boarding school oh, okay. to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we went on, after five years, to work in Korea okay. with an empty nest. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, uh, well then, mm-hmm. and then now here in the... And general, general conference, conference, yes. Okay. So when you send them to Argentina because of schooling? Yes, they yes. they wanted to go mm-hmm. to have the experience of boarding school. Okay. So let me, while we talk about schooling, let me ask you about schooling because this is something that the missionaries always um, are interested in because there comes a time when you have to decide where am I going to send my kids to school? Mm-hmm. And depending where you are, you might have um, a, a local Adventist school that is nearby, or maybe you have, or maybe you don't have an Adventist yeah, school nearby. That's true. <laughs> you have maybe uh, an international school or a local school. There's homeschooling al- also as an option. So these are questions that missionary families always have, um, and they want to know what is their best choice. You know. So what type of schooling did you choose for your kids while you were in the mission field? Yeah, for us it was not that difficult to choose Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we both worked in uh, the educational system, Adventist schools. So it was, uh, we had a school available and we prioritized uh, Adventist education. Mm -hmm. So they had a school, so we were able to serve in the educational setting and the schools there while they were attending their Adventist school and uh, all their life. Actually, they were in Adventist schools. Mm-hmm. We only uh, worked outside of the Adventist educational system when we moved to Korea. So that was like a few years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was our privilege. I think if we had not had an Adventist school, I would have done homeschool. Yes. Because um, I like the idea mm-hmm. and of having them and helping them, seeing them yes. grow. Yes, of course. Yes, this is also a good experience. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, and before you know it, your children are ready to go to college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is a difficult time for missionaries as well. Uh, some missionaries decide to return at this time so they can be close to their, their children and support them through college. Um but some missionaries can't do that. They stay in the mission field and they send their kids um, to, to their home country sometimes or sometimes to a third country. And this is also a difficult decision to make because depending on where you are, you might have a university where you are and you're thinking, okay, should I send them to this university? Sh- should I send them back home? Sh- should I send them to the U.S.? Some missionaries send their kids to the U.S. while they remain um, in the mission field. So how was it for your family? Um, thinking about college, um, well, it wasn't that hard because the difficult part was before <laughs> because mm-hmm. we sent them to boarding school. Uh-huh. Actually, we didn't send them. They wanted to go. <laughs> they wanted to go. Okay. They wanted to go and experience uh, what we had experienced too mm-hmm. of living in boarding school. So mm-hmm. they went back home um, for the last three years of high school. Okay. So they went to boarding school back there and um, experienced that and mm-hmm. stayed there in in Argentina for college also. You know, moving with teenagers is not easy. And um, so I shared with them what it was for me Mm -hmm. at that time. And um, we made the decision of sending them, of allowing them to go boarding (laughs) school, even though it was difficult having Mm -hmm. them on the other side of the world. 
at 15 years old yes. um, and having them come back to see us every mm -hmm. chance we had so they would travel by themselves you know okay. and I've heard that from other missionaries how their children traveled to boarding schools different places mm -hmm. and at young age. At a young age. And I think for university, that's another also uh, yes. challenge, you know. It no is. matter the age. No matter the age, our it's children, a challenge. Yes. Our children away from us, you know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's always a yes. concern. Yes. Uh, and how, how, did you, how did you support them while, while they were there? How was, you know, did you have uh, family that were close by or friends or? Well, they, I think they, they chose to go in, in part because of how everybody else talked about, mm -hmm. you know, being in boarding school. Mm -hmm. God knows our needs, you That's know. That's right. So God always had friends, provided friends for mm -hmm. them and had people we knew so that they would be... Supported. Supported, and mm -hmm. they would also have um, the adjustment made it easier. Easier. Yeah. Yes. So um, we prayed a lot with them. We looked at all the pros and cons mm -hmm. of going here or there mm -hmm. and, um, you know, alerted them to what they were going to experience and how yes. it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but, well, they have to go through it, you know, yes. and then according to their personalities too. It's it's different for each yes, one. Yes. So what was your main concern when you send your kids to boarding school? Or what 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 worried you? Oh well it wasn't easy <laughs> to <laughs> let them go. <laughs> it's never easy but we know that's how yes. we want them to mm -hmm. to live their life. And uh, our my main concern, our main concern was their spiritual life, yes. you know. I guess that's yeah, that's a concern for all parents. I think you know you have mm -hmm. them away. Their influence is now um, provided by others, their friends, the school, mm -hmm. and you know you do what you can. Yes. From the distance, but friends, you know, the choice of friends. They're mm -hmm. if they're going to have emotional support, you know, mm -hmm. to to adjust, to deal with all yes. the new things. Mm -hmm. um, what will their choices be? Mm -hmm. You know, yes. how will they do academically? How's going to go with their health? You know, what if something happens while they're away? Yes. You know, how are they going to adjust to? Mm -hmm the new even if it's their own language it, it's still an adjustment mm -hmm. of course yes, um, yes after leaving overseas coming back is there's yes. always an adjustment and if you're coming back home you experience what is called um, reverse culture shock if you're going to another country then there's culture shock and so not only the transition of, of you know going into different uh, grades in, in, in school and going higher yes. and and education becoming more complex for them but also the fact that they're in a different country or are experiencing uh, reverse culture shock and yes they did experience that they did yes, yes they did they told me you know it wasn't easy at the beginning you know like you know things were done differently their personalities are different so they they cope with it different ways mm -hmm. um, it's always good if there's somebody a mentor a teacher a family that can you know, support them, provide them that mm -hmm. that place where they can, 
you know, be themselves and find friends who have gone through, you know, have mm-hmm. been away and then they can connect better and through that period until they, they find their place. That's right. So, yeah, that's something that, you know, it yes, happens. Yes, you're right. And this is something that can help parents also when they're deciding what college to send their kids or what uh, boarding school in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to, to find a place where you have some people that you know. Yes. Some people are lucky enough to have relatives nearby, so mm-hmm. that is wonderful. Um, yeah. We send our, our youngest daughter for her last year of uh, high school to the U.S., and we chose an academy where we had a relative leaving. So it was very, very convenient. That way we knew that the loneliness, you know, yes. she would she would always uh, care for our daughter. So we that, that, made, that made it special. So that's something that parents can do, you know, choose a place where you have yes. some, some people that you know, um, or if you have family nearby, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, that for us was very important because when they had breaks, you know, holidays and spring exactly. break, they have a place to go. Of yeah. course, they have their friends, but, you know, family members that can come and visit them and take them out or, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that was our case. And I think that's one of the f- points that for them was important to, to yes. choose that place. Yes. Of course. Yeah. And they stayed in, in the same place for college or they went no. to a, a different university? Yeah. After the, the three years in high school and the boarding school, they went to the university um, mm-hmm. in another place. Mm-hmm. Some of their friends went to also, so okay. that was very helpful. Okay. Uh, they have relatives there. My parents lived there. Oh, very so good. it was like going home. Going, yes. <laughs> That's where yes. they were born. Okay. So, yeah, for them, that was... So the transition for them, it wasn't as hard to no. to go from high school to college because it was um, the same country? Same country, the same country and with mm-hmm. the relatives and mm-hmm. with friends and people they knew. So it yes. was easier for it them. It was and easier. And I think it's important also when you have lots of other things that are stressors, like going, you know, changing stages and going yes. to college that... You know, you don't add more stress. Correct. But at the same time, there's other ways you can support. So yes, yes. I think it's important to consider those. Right. Yeah. I I've heard of some parents. Um, you know, when you send your when they send their kids, let for instance to the U.S., sometimes they take a two months, three months right. vacation. They come with their kids. Um, I was able to come with my oldest daughter when she started college in the U.S. Um, because she needed to learn how to drive. She needed to um, get her uh, drive driving license. Um, we also helped her to furnish her room, open a bank account, things that kids are not used to do when they're in the mission field. Right. And that's for right. them, that's something new. So it's, it's, you know, if there's, there's that possibility, it's always good to set time to come with your kids. Maybe it coincides with your annual leave. Uh, maybe you take a few more days of vacation, but just stay with them where they're going to be and make sure that they, um, that they get a good start, you know, (laughs) or the best start that you can (laughs) give them. That's important. I think it's very important that they have that support to, you know, start something to take the step. On the other hand, for some of them who are more independent, you know, have been traveling and have been going around and making their own decisions, it's just 
one more step on their growth That's right. by making their own decisions like registering at the school, mm-hmm. choosing the room and their friends there, you know, mm-hmm. their choices by themselves. Of course, we are behind them always yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. a call away that's right always and and yes. speaking about call away um this is also something that some parents um some parents complain sometimes you <laughs> know the communication issue because um sometimes you're away from your kids you know the difference is 10 hours or 12 hours or or 14 (laughs) hours so that makes it hard you're waking up and they're already going Mm -hmm. to bed or sometimes um, they have I remember my my youngest daughter I would call her in the morning when it was it was for me in Mozambique I could call her it was it was um, afternoon for me so I would call her and she would be rushing and saying mom I'll call you later everything's well so how did you keep yeah. that communication? <laughs> it, it, yes, it's, it's not easy. It's not <laughs> easy. It's not easy, especially when you have those 12-hour difference like we had in the Philippines. So I would call our children in the morning, their morning. They were in school. So for me, it was night, but it was the best time I could talk to them because at the nighttime, you know, back some years ago, they mm-hmm. didn't have so much signal in the school it was yes. in the countryside far away like <laughs> 20 kilometers away mm-hmm. from from the nearest town so they were quite you know in the countryside which yes. is very healthy and very nice <laughs> but for communication, communication <laughs> yes, not so it much. was it was more challenging mm-hmm. so i would call him while he was in school because mm-hmm. there was good signal there and mm-hmm. he could come out of class so mm-hmm. he would miss some classes mm-hmm. he was very happy mm-hmm. they were very <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was important to to call and to talk mm-hmm. to them and to listen mm-hmm. to give them support to especially to listen to them because you yes. know I think it's so uh, needed when you're away that your family who understands what yes. you feel what you've gone through uh, listens to what you're going through in that place, mm-hmm. how you see things, how mm-hmm. you, you know, deal with the challenges. So it's very, very important to call. And we would call every, not every morning, but, mm-hmm. you know, when it was possible that we could also text, we yes. could also, nowadays it's so much easier. It's you know. easier, yes. But you still. Have, yes. You, um, my, my two daughters, one of them is very uh, she keeps communication. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. calls me almost every day. Mom, <laughs> I'm doing this. Uh, sometimes I even, you know, I would be working and she would call. And I would make the time, of course, like you say, to listen to her. The other one is she just, whenever she feels there's something important, then she will call me. So sometimes I would go days without knowing how she was. And um, and I would call her sister and I would say, so how, you know, you know how your sister's doing? And she says, well, mom, I saw a post on Facebook. So she's doing well. So I was grateful that, that we have Facebook and we have WhatsApp. Yes. So yes. that it's easier at least to know that, okay, they're well, they're doing well. Um, but yes, what you mentioned is very important. Always be ready to, to listen to them and make the time um, and not judge, you know, and not tell them what they have to do and what they have. Yes. Maybe make suggestions, but they taught me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to listen, to let them express themselves, vent mm-hmm. or whatever. 
um, and and to share strategies of how I survived, you know, mm-hmm. and what situations you go through, um, how to deal with their anxiety, with their stress, with yes. the change, yes. you know, how they, your suggestions, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, with compassion, with love, actually, because. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want the best for them. That's why we're happy to see them on Instagram or on YouTube or whatever <laughs> way of social media, mm-hmm. you know, and, and call sometimes their friends, their teachers to see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. To that, that was also helpful. Yes. And the families and, yeah. you know, around them. Yes. Relatives in our case. Um, another thing that helped, mm-hmm. I think, in the communication was to pray together. We sometimes called over, you know, mm-hmm. on the, even now we yes. do it. And of course, like you said, some of them are more, they would call, you mm-hmm. know, more communicative, yes. more, and others would, you know, mm-hmm. you have to respect their their needs for communication and maybe text, not call. Yes, something you know, quick. Something <laughs> quick or a voice <laughs> message, you know, yes. so that they know you are there. Yes. That you are available mm-hmm. for them. Right. And um, I was saying, you know, having prayers over the phone with them, mm-hmm. especially when they have to make decisions, hard mm-hmm. decisions, and you're away. You can't go. Or when they're sick, you know. Yes. It's, well, as parents, we worry. We mm-hmm. feel anxiety. Yes. We, you know, we believe we have told them all we thought of, you know, what we believe in. Um, but still, you worry. <laughs> of so course. Yes. You're being... Well, letting God take care of your worries is very helpful, giving them mm-hmm. up to God. Mm-hmm. Um, God is in control, and have faith in that. It's not always easy, especially when they're sick on the mm-hmm. other side of the world, you know. Yes. It's, whether they're in high school or college, you know, you always worry as a parent. <laughs> that's right. But that's when, yeah, we can trust God and respect their decisions when they're away and far. <laughs> Yes, it's a way of supporting them. Yeah, respecting their decisions. Even if they're not good choices, we know that God can lead those choices to strengthen them, to help them grow, and for whatever purpose He has in their lives in the future. Yes, everything they live. Now, Nila, you mentioned something about um, when you send them the first time you send them, they were still teenagers. Did they experience some some type of culture shock coming back to a reverse culture reverse, shock? That would be yes, because yes, they were coming to their 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 home. Um, yes, I think I think the reverse culture shock um, happens mm-hmm. within their different personalities in different ways. They're bringing uh, knowledge and ex- a lot of experience that the other children cannot relate to the other. Young yes. people cannot relate mm-hmm. because they haven't seen, and it's a privilege mm-hmm. in a way because they know things that the other children haven't seen. They've been to places the others haven't been to, yes. and they know language the others may be struggling in class, like English, for example. Um, but yeah, and uh, it's not easy to deal with the with the ch- shock and with the reverse shock. It's um, and and they have attachment to their home country in different ways, because yes. some of them may have been long 
a long time outside their country and others maybe just a short time. Like mm-hmm. our daughter was only one year away mm-hmm. in the Philippines, but my son was, our son was three years mm-hmm. away. So that makes a difference too. That's right. Yes. In their attachment, I think. Yes, yes. Um, they enjoyed mm-hmm. all this experience, mm-hmm. but it, it also comes with the other it, side. Yes, you know? of course. It comes, it comes with, with the, you know, the, the richness that they have when they yes. come back, all the things that they have learned, um, Ex- the experiences they have had. You, you would think those things would give them all they need to have a successful start when they were themselves, and it does. But sometimes what we see is that third culture kids, when they come back, they close themselves. Um, yes. Yes. And it's hard true. for them to find a place where they belong. Where they can gr- open up and where they can <laughs> Exactly. It's hard. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. I remember my, my oldest daughter, when she came uh, back, well, she came to the U.S. for, for college. Um, it took her about a year to find a group that she mm-hmm. felt that she uh, belonged to. It was very, very interesting because she came first and then she started um, um, hanging out with Koreans and she had a very good Korean group of friends and they even named her, they gave him a Korean name and she was with them for a while. Then after that, she found another group and that was the Russian group. Um, she grew up in Russia, so she felt that she could communicate that was her people, but after four or five months, she changed from that group to the Latino group. And this was very interesting because um, when she started uh, befriending the kids from the Latino community, she called me one night and she says, Mom, when I am with them, I feel like I'm with you. <laughs> you know, she found the connection between our family and the Latino community, which was mm-hmm. something very, very interesting. And she told me she felt the most comfortable with the Latino group. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, she is an international, uh, she, you know, she grew up internationally, so she has an array of friends from many different yes. cultures and languages and colors, and, and that's how she feels more, most comfortably. But she, she took a while to find out where she felt that she belonged. Did that happen to, uh, to your kids in a way? Yes, I think in a way it did. It takes a while until you find where you fit. You know, <laughs> for my daughter it was easy because she made friends. When we went to the Philippines, immediately she had many friends. Mm. Uh, of course, you know, your culture, uh, your original culture, your home <laughs> culture with the language tends, they had friends immediately with the, those Spanish-speaking uh, f- uh, kids that were there. So that would be, you know, very fast. Um, but going back to their country, you know, and they didn't have this international setting that your daughter had. Mm-hmm. So they would have to find people who were open. Be open to, yes. To their, to accept know, them. To the accept w- yes, them, yes, 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 as friends yes. and to understand in a way. Mm-hmm. Probably pastor kids that move a lot. Yes, that's, a, that's that. a group. Yes, yeah, that's a group. That's that a group. They, yes, yes, they can usually fit with them because they understand yes. what it is to move from one place right. to another. Right, right. You're right. And and if their uh, their personality is open, they will be 
finding this group faster. Um, for my son, for example, he's um, he's different in mm-hmm. in that sense. He mm-hmm. he would take his time to find his friends. Okay, you know? very um, good. Oh wow! So time has gone. Um, yes, and we're we're barely starting. Um, so maybe I would ask: Is there something that you would like to to share with missionary families that have to send their kids either to high school or college when they stay out in the mission field? Um, well, we've said a lot already. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe in summary, I would say, you know, listen to them, to what they want. Don't mm-hmm. impose on them what you want, where you want them to go. Yes. But listen to what they would like to. Even if it's not your ideal place, I would say, you know, listen to their experiences and what they feel, their dreams, um, and share yours. You know, you've had your own, because at the end, it's how we cope that we share with them how they could, you know, our tools. That's right. How it has helped us uh, to cope with the challenges of moving to a new place or dealing with friendships and understanding from this perspective that they are unique. Mm-hmm. Their experience is unique, like yes. everybody's. And that if they need emotional support, they have tools like there's books like you shared some wonderful books that you have here Um, there's psychologists that can support also there's podcasts (laughs) (laughs) that they can listen to they can listen to right Um, but I think it's very important to encourage them to help them to grow and to that all these learning experiences um, that all they will go through life will help them to be ready for the next step that God leads them to take. Because God works in strange ways sometimes. That's right. Yes. And and that our family will always be there to support them, to encourage them, to listen yes. to them. And yes. To always ready to, always. to accept them. Yes. yes. Even yes. having a room in the house. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, very important. A place. Yes. A place that they know it's there. they can come to. Yes. yes. Well, thank you so much, Nilia. I appreciate your time and and all the valuable um, experiences that you shared with us. And we hope that this is not the last time that we can talk and and share with others. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share from my experience. (laughs) And I hope this is uh, an opportunity for others also to, to learn and to relate and maybe help someone. That's right. And see you next time. Yes. Thank you, friends. And we hope to see you next time at our podcast, Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. If you haven't been to the IWM website recently, visit us at instituteofworldmission.org. There you will find more podcasts, webinars, and other resources to boost your mission success. From all of us at IWM, We wish you God's richest blessings as you continue in His service.